What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Wow That's Funny, WTF Podcast. This is Chuck. I'm here with the faithful Lydia Broderick. How y'all doing? Great to be back, right? Um, I kind of started off thinking that we could switch back and forth on our introductions every other episode or so. So that's why we've been doing it that way, um, to open up so that y'all can get used to our voices. But today we have a exceptional episode because this is really a reaction from our previous one and i'm not sure if we've done that yet yeah we left you guys hanging with a few uh predictions that we made whether it be on the super bowl matchups that are going to be coming up and also the fights that we got to witness on saturday so we've had time to watch both of those we know who's going to the super bowl we know the outcome of the conor mcgregor fight and we're gonna you're gonna get our reactions from it yeah um and honestly, the fight came a day after my birthday, so it was exciting. I got to be out and see everybody's reaction when, uh, you know, the fight started and when it so suddenly ended, we can say. Yes, yeah. yes, it didn't go the way that a lot of people thought. But as I told you on the other, uh, the other podcast, Dustin is a different fighter than he was eight years ago. He and did. It was not going to be this one-sided matchup like a lot of people were predicting. You know, and that goes to show just how amazing these fighters are. Because, truthfully, when I sat down and I got my drink, man, I'm watching the fight go. I'm like, well, you know, it's going. But Conor McGregor's coming in, you know, he's doing his thing. And this Dustin guy, right? Is doing his thing, and hopefully I got his name right because I know I yeah, butchered Justin it. Poirier, yeah, AKA Dustin Poirier, yeah, Dustin Poirier, best friend. And that's that. I don't even know the guy, but that also shows how special Connor is, right? Even in loss, people will recognize him. Yeah, he was vic- He's humble in victory and defeat, and he showed it as he took the fight. He definitely was asking for fights this whole last year. Mm. Um, wanted to be active dustin was active dustin was in there and we're gonna see if connor either there's only two ways to go he either signs up for another fight and keeps going or he says to himself you know i've got enough i don't need to do this i don't feel like he had the passion after his post-fight interview uh, when he was meeting with the media and talking but the guy did just lose uh, you know it's yeah. gonna take some time to regroup and come back I mean, his body didn't look like it was ready either, if you ask me. Um, just from a aesthetic standpoint. And the funny part is, like I told you, I was out in the crowd, right? Out in the club. Um, well, one of the girls goes, oh, his body just doesn't, you know, look like it was, like it did years ago kind of thing. So I, I, that was my girl voice. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but it shows, right? It shows from an independent standpoint. So speaking on that, Connor's fought in three different weight classes. He fought mm-hmm. 145, where it was literally just skin and muscle. Mm. Uh, he did look very sick, but he was dominant. Was he sick? He looked very sick. He just looked dehydrated in the weigh-in every single oh. time. Oh, now, I hope not. Well, there's a reason he stopped making 145. Mm. Then he fought at 155. And for everybody saying, which you're not the only, she's not the only person I heard that said, oh, I thought I didn't it too. Look yeah. at 155. A few years ago, 
Conor McGregor starched Eddie Alvarez mm. and won the title, becoming a two-time or two-division champion. Mm. And he looked like an assassin. He looked like a stud. He was out there. Now, granted, the last time we all saw Conor, he was fighting at 170, where he fought Nate Diaz. Now, Conor famously said, you've seen me on the salads, wait till you see me on the steaks. If you're going to compare a guy that put on 15 extra pounds of muscle compared to the guy that we saw lean and agile on Saturday night, they are just going to be a contrast. Okay. So he's hit us with some weight science. <laughs> Can't really dispute that. Um, I wasn't focusing in like that, so... <laughs> Well, the fight with Connor went a specific way due to the fact that Dustin had a game plan that he executed. Well, let's talk about Dustin. So this just isn't a Connor McGregor suck off. So I was about to give Dustin all the props in the world and tell you why how he beat it. <laughs> well, yeah, let's go into that. Like, I mean, did he train really truly as hard or harder than Connor this fight? And what what was his? Probably not. Uh, the difference between oh. The mic fell. But the it's okay. difference between this outcome with Dustin was Connor is a a very precision uh, striker. For sure, with that right hand, so, right? Left hand. Left hand. Yeah. Excuse so me. Connor moves a lot around the cage. He changes his stance up. He's very explosive on his feet. Well, one of the key things, and you can listen to all the news media, and they'll tell you the same thing. The leg kicks that. Dustin put on Connor. Connor didn't check them correctly. So when you mm. check a leg kick, you turn your shin completely into the kick, mm. where the person's kicking basically your shin bone. However, Connor was lackluster, truthfully, checking these kicks, which Dustin was still landing on the meat, which made it to where Connor was fighting a lot of the fight with his feet planted. He wasn't bouncing around, he wasn't picking his shots. He was fighting very flat-footed, which does two things. One, it takes away a lot of your power when you're throwing it, and it also makes it to where you're not, your movement is a lot slower. And when Dustin started to capitalize on a lot of those shots, Connor was just backing up. Um, he was staying in the same lane as those punches. He was just trying to dodge them going backwards. And unfortunately, he ran out of cage. He had his back towards the cage. Dustin capitalized on it, and that's how he got finished. If Connor would have been checking those leg kicks a little better, staying, moving around, taking the center of the octagon, we may have seen a different fight, but Dustin went in there with a mission and he executed it. Hands down. Well, God dang. Well, there you have it, play by play. Technique by technique. Strike by strike. Strike by strike. Connor was defeated. Went down, it was wild. Connor's only lost by submission. This is his first knockout. People are used to seeing him just tap out. He lost to Nate Diaz via submission, and he lost to Khabib via submission. Yeah. It's a different man, though. That man's worth a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> He's just doing it for show, right? That's what we can say? I don't know. No. I think he wants the competitive side. He wants to be great, but at the end of the day, the guy... The guy, you can't say that he's as hungry as he was when he was coming up. When he was coming up, he was throwing all of these insults, coming after everybody, talking about all the things that he wanted to do, and the man's got enough money to do everything that he wants to do. I don't think he has the hunger. I think he still has a competitive drive. 
because he is an athlete. But Dustin has spent a lot of time being overlooked in the division, um, losing to Connor. People, a lot of people, him losing to fights that I think Dustin should have won. Dustin really found his groove. Um, he executed on the Dan Hooker fight prior to the Conor McGregor fight. Well, where is his next fight after all this? What was that going to be at? Well, it could have been Khabib. However, Khabib has officially said he's not coming back. Oh, so he really did want to fight Conor. He was waiting on he Conor. He was waiting on Conor. He was, he was waiting, waiting on, on Conor. Conor. Okay. Man, so, that, that hurts. That hurts, though. That, so, that says something to probably Dustin. Yeah. Well, Dustin is now officially the uncrowned champ. You either vacate the title and just give it to Dustin and say that that was a fight for the title, or mm. you make him fight someone else. I personally wanted to fight Michael Chandler, who he was in the co-main event and starched Dan Hooker in um, two minutes, knocked him out. Dustin has openly come out and said he doesn't want to fight Chandler. He thinks Chandler, this was his debut fight in the UFC. He wants him to get a couple fights underneath his belt before he fights him. However the UFC want to make that fight, I think that Dustin Poirier is an amazing fighter, but I think Michael Chandler is better, and I think it's only a matter of time before Michael Chandler is the lightweight champion of the UFC. Well, there you have it. We have our contenders. We have our champion. We go from having our up-and-coming young guys that are just finding their prime. To some veterans, right? To some veterans going over on the uh, football side of things. Yep. You got Tom Brady. Again. Going to the Super Bowl. With the Patriots. Tom Brady has... (laughs) (laughs) Number 12. Has gone to 10 Super Bowls. Out of the 21 he's been in the league for. Tom Brady has a 47% chance to go to a Super Bowl every year. It's it's pretty wild to think that uh, just eating that avocado ice cream and doing that TV 12 regimen. You know. Take you to another Super Bowl. Y'all, 10 years ago, Chuck would have been spitting vitriol and fire and monsters and demons if it was in the same sentence as Tom Brady. I've openly told you on this podcast that yes, I hated Tom Brady, but I hate Boy Scout Tom Brady. I hate Tom Brady that tells you to eat your vegetables and eat your avocado ice cream. What I, Tom Brady I love is the Tom Brady that posts a video of him and Gronkowski walking from a plane to uh, P. Diddy's song, uh, basically like "We're Back," can't be stopped. Um, him telling you. I'm going for number seven. Tom Brady is the greatest. Tom Brady has won 32 playoff games. I don't. 32 playoff games. This is earaching. The number two guy on that list is Joe Montana with 16. This Tom guy Brady used is, to bash Tom Brady with me. I I don't know who this guy is, but <laughs> I I'm fascinated and Tom Brady. obsessed with greatness. What make people great? What makes people we can't deny that special. We can't deny that. And as much as I hated Tom Brady in the past, I'm strictly looking at Tom Brady of this future. I'm forced to look at his stats. A, a, a stat, a great, great. A greatness. You can't deny but the man. I'm also going to slip in. We cannot deny that Dak Prescott has had an amazing stat since his beginnings in the NFL, too. Oh, I agree. Dak I just Pres- want to put that plug in there. 
<laughs> Dak Prescott spent a lot of, of the first couple seasons leading the league in completions under 10 yards. He didn't move the ball downfield. He didn't, he didn't push. He played it very, very safe. This year, he came out and openly said, I'm not going to sign this contract. I'm going to bet on myself. And he stole a bunch of touchdowns. He threw a bunch of passes. He was very active. Unfortunately, he bet on himself the same year he got a catastrophic injury. This is another podcast. But anyway, we can't deny that Dak Prescott has great stats. And that's all I want to say. Just because you had a great first half of your year, you're not going to have me kiss your ass. You did great. Sign the contract. Go out there and take the Cowboys to something. So he needs a defense. You know, he needs a defense, he yeah. A defense. Or he needs to anyway, this is another podcast. <laughs> or he needs to go another touchdown. He's got to beat you by 47, not 41. Say what you want. He puts up points. He puts up yardage. And he puts it up with the best. He's always in talks when it comes to stats. He does. So, anyway, Tom Brady being amazing over here for no reason at all. Um, and he's finally made it again. The fucking Super Bowl. Hopefully, with him being the, this is will be the first team ever to play their Super Bowl at home. There's never been a team that has made it to the Super Bowl when it's been away on their home. No, their home. Like Tampa Bay is playing in Tampa Bay. This Super Bowl will be played at home field advantage for Tom Brady. And that's never happened. It's never happened. But he's not home field. His home field's in New England. No, he is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> Whatever. But a Patriot in disguise, really. No, he took the Patriot away, <laughs> gave him six Super Bowls, and then said, you know what, I'm going to end the debate. Whether it was me or Belichick. Belichick openly came out and said he won his Super Bowls because of the players. And Tom Brady took the mic and said, you goddamn right. And took another team to the Super Bowl. His yeah. first year with him. Now, granted... Like we've discussed, there's no reason why this team shouldn't have made it to the Super Bowl, but nonetheless, Tom Brady still got it done. He got it done, but that's not easy. I don't think it's easy to repeat. Well, maybe for him. But um, I want to compare his little shenanigans to Peyton Manning, but who's his opposing team? Who's his opposing You mean who, what team is giving him the most trouble? Well, in the Super Bowl, Tom Brady. Who's, who's going oh, it's going to be the Chiefs. The young goat versus the old goat. Patrick Mahomes signs mm-hmm. a billion-dollar contract, basically. Like, you know, uh, for 12 years, he did a 10-year contract and extended the last two years of his contract with the other to be a Chief for probably the remainder of his career until he starts negotiating towards the end. But... Is arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks so far, stat-wise, what he's able to do, passing-wise. So we're really going to see. And he's able to win. Yeah. They are the defending <laughs> Super Bowl champs. The Chiefs going back-to-back Super Bowl. The only other team that's done that, Patriots and Broncos. And the Patriots, well, Chip Kelly and the, or Jim Kelly and the Buffalo Bills did go back-to-back, but they never won. The Broncos with John Elway. Tom Brady with the Patriots and the Kansas City Chiefs possibly add themselves to that list if they can stop 
avocado ice cream himself, Tom Brady. Who would have thought 43 years old were still... I thought his last match was his hardest match. I was saying, you know, Chuck, Tom Brady's going to have a hard match against another Super Bowl contender, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, it's funny, you know, in YouTube they had this gatekeeper term. And he's been the gatekeeper to the NFC um, championships for a long time, Green Bay. I I hate to say it. I hate to say it. As a Cowboy fan, I hate to say it. But them assholes have been a gatekeeper for a long time. He's been successful. He's I think he's got uh, eleven uh, playoff wins. Mm. So he's he's on the list. He's also he had over four hundred touchdowns with only eighty six interceptions. That's ridiculous. Uh, mm. The people that are breaking that list at that amount at four hundred are usually in the two hundreds by then. So the ratio definitely puts Aaron Rodgers as a top five quarterback. But unfortunately. That offensive line could not protect him from Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay was in the backfield every single play, regardless of Tom Brady's threw three interceptions back-to-back and still couldn't capitalize on it. No. Can't capitalize on turnovers, then. There's no hope for you. And then what does he do? He wins. He goes right to TikTok. So I just posted videos of him and Gronkowski walking from a plane. Talking all the shit that they want to talk. Hmm. Speaking of TikTok, before we start, I'm also on TikTok as the faithful idiot. But this is only a branch of the show of Lacey Hudson, LLC. So do go out and support, because soon we'll have gear for WTF podcast. But we're going to need your help. Yeah, speaking of TikTok, I don't know if anybody has seen. There's a video of this woman washing the chocolate off of a Kit Kat bar. Now, as someone that's a fan of Kit Kat bars, and I think uh, any human being on this world can atone that this lady needs to be arrested, needs to be put in some form of a sane asylum. This lady needs to be committed. If you... Do not want the chocolate. You can always buy the wafers. We all remember there's the vanilla, the chocolate, the strawberry wafers. We've all seen them. Just buy that. Don't deface the Kit Kat. That is wild. And that's much (laughs) how I think about the entire social media aspect of TikTok. Really, truly, what goes on on that website? Well, I mean, regardless of being able to use the TikTok, has some different content, has a lot of content creators, but TikTok has a lot of people that are coming from YouTube going on there. You've got the guy Jake Paul, who has been chasing Conor McGregor around for a fight, and also Dylan Dennis. He's finally got a fight with former UFC and former Bellator and one champion. Uh, ben Askren, who is the king of the trolls on the MMA world. So, using social media to talk shit, promote, it does it does have a payday in it for some people. As they're getting ready to fight April, 4th, or April 17th. Well, I gotta commend you on that. You, you are absolutely right, the way 
He's using social media to, first of all, get his message out, market, campaign, in order to try to drag these fights out. At this point, I'm just like, damn. He's probably just getting paid to fight anybody at this point. He's probably hiring people to come get punched. I don't know. You know yeah, he he's 2-0 and right now. Yeah. He fought a, a YouTube guy. He fought Nate Robinson. And now he's fighting Ben Askren. Ben Askren, the only one that actually has a fighting background. Well, I guess he couldn't close the deal on that Floyd Mayweather then. His brother's fighting Floyd Mayweather. Oh. His brother Logan Paul is fighting Floyd Mayweather. Oh, they're they're both fighting. Yeah, and an undercard for being promoted by a pretty positive Tyson's group is promoting Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Yeah, he's trying to set up a Legends League. Is it? Are these real fights? Are these legitimate fights? Well, they're sold as real fights, but they're <laughs> exhibitions. Nobody's getting knocked out. He fought Roy Jones Jr. And it was a eight-round exhibition fight that, listen, if you're going to sell me on a Tyson fight, I'm looking for the body shot, body shot, uppercut. I'm not looking for the, he's got great jabs. <laughs> I'm looking for the destroyer. And at 50 years old, you're either the destroyer or you're not. <laughs> I mean, what can you say? I don't know what to say. But, um, I just, you know, you're telling me this is real boxing and it's not real boxing at the same time. And I'm just like, the Logan Pauls have taken over boxing. Yeah. And I didn't even know Tyson was in on it, making his Legends League. Yeah, so he's making a Legends League. He held a boxing match for Roy Jones that had... Jake Paul, the younger brother, and Nate Robinson as the co-main event. And that's where Nate Robinson got knocked out. I just want to know who's managing all this. Who's the guy in charge? Who's who's profiting off of this? Uh, some kidding. of the stuff was for charity. Oh, really? How yeah, nice. Tyson was putting it through some charity oh. on their fight. Oh. I'm sure Logan Paul's, or uh, you know, Jake Paul and his managing group, they're getting paid through doing different things like that. But, oh, cool. Oh. Look. I saw I saw a uh, food truck diaries with a guy uh, Brendan Schaub. He used to be a former fighter. He's got a different. He's got a couple of podcasts, but he owns yeah. food truck diaries where he does some interviews. And he interviewed Tyson just the other day. And like Tyson said, you know, I'm a, I was against Logan and Jake Paul coming into the fighting world because, you know, you always think of fighting is this is something you had to do because you couldn't do anything else. A lot of fighters always say, "I'm only fighting so my kids don't have to," mm-hmm. and you've got these. Pretty boy, YouTube millionaires, you know, coming in and going to be boxers and going to be this. Logan Paul was a wrestler in college, so he, he's got some kind of background. The other one is starting to make his name, you know, in the boxing world. And, you know, boxing used to be from, as Tyson put it, the gutter, man, like the street. That's you know, true. I mean, you, hell. You fought. What was that movie so, we watched at Klein Oak? Uh, you remember? Um, I forgot the actor, but... They were like it was like Great Depression, and the guy was eating like the soup or the hash browns in the morning. Uh, famous actor. It was a boxing match. Great Depression. I'm not sure. I mean, I can tell you, Jack Dor- Jack Dempsey was fighting around those times back in the day. You even have uh, well, no, it was a movie, but it was it was a real like boxing movie. It was like down in the gutter. It was Great Depression. Like he he had to box because he had to feed his family. 
Damn, the Princess Diaries, is that the name of it? That sounds no. crazy. It sounds crazy. Thinking about like Raging Bull or something like that with Robert De Niro? I'm trying to think no. of I see I'm not good with actors like Gatsby. you are. Not the great Gatsby, but we would have watched it that year. I'd have to know I can't think of a boxing with the Greek. Great Dang man. Damn, if only you were just like a, a strong enough history buff mixed with the film buff, I think you would have guessed the movie. But I can't I'm remember. a boxing fan. And, and you're a boxing Yeah, man. I'm surprised I that you don't know this. You. I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first time in I mean, first off, Chuck and Broderick history where he has not known the, the content. Uh, <laughs> first off, he's my Google machine. The terrible <laughs> description of this movie. Boxing, Great Depression, he eats a can to feed his family. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> What a famous actor. Well, either my description was too poor or Chuck's Google knowledge was lacking. We'll let you decide. I can't think of anything. The only thing I can think of Great Depression-wise is, you know, you've got Jack Dempsey, you've got uh, Giant. Cinderella, Cinderella Man. That's not Great Depression. What is it? Cinderella Man has Clint Eastwood in it. No, that's Million Dollar Baby. <clears throat> that's what it is. I think Cinderella Man is correct. I'm giving him the bird, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Cinderella Man was the name of the movie I was describing, which I'm pretty goddamn certain was in the Great Depression. We're going to go to the, uh, to the search history real quick and see. Cinderella Man. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a perfect time to, for you to all search BroderickLaceyHudson.com. Um, hopefully in the future will be LaceyHudson.com. But there, again, you'll be able to support the podcast um, and many more shows to come. Again, that's BroderickLacey-Hudson.com. During the Great Depression, a common man hero, James J. Broderick, Russell Crowe, a.k.a. the Cinderella Man. So yes, yeah, Cinderella Man is definitely the video, the movie. Uh, fucking sue me. What do you want from me? <laughs> you come to my knowledge every time, and the one time I don't have any knowledge, <laughs> you judge me. I I do. It was it was shocking. I was I was imagining that you would know that one. But all I was getting at was that it was like I watched that movie and I was like, damn, dude, I want to be a fucking boxer. You know, I want to punch my way through victory. I don't know if them brothers are like that, but I can understand Tyson, Tyson's sentiments towards boxing through that movie. Yeah, they, I think they just want to be competitive. I think that's a huge yeah. vision for them is to just be competitive, be in the mix, you know, and, and do that. Well, hopefully we still have a world for them to fight. Yes. And for the first time ever, we're coming out of space at the end, down to Earth. Man, what a surprise to that. But what we found out is that our scientist has actually found a nearby asteroid, right? And it may or may not because they have their trajectory, which is somehow predictable and at the same time unpredictable making its course to Earth. Interesting. Um, 
I wonder where it's going to go. You know, um, like I told Chuck, my concern was, are they going to defund the, what do you call it, Space Force X? I don't know if that's added on, but every time I see Space Force, I see Space Force X with it. But, well, SpaceX um, is uh, Elon yeah. Musk. Oh, well, are they teamed up? They could be. Listen, this is what I want to happen. I want some chick to walk in there, wake up Sleepy Joe, and tell him there's an Astro coming, and him to look up and be like, God damn it, give me the Guardians. Hey, I, I mean, I'm all for it. You know, I'm never going to go against the Space Force. Um, I'm never going to go against, you know, the potential of being out in space, like almost a sci-fi Power Ranger. So, you know, I'm never going to give that up. But I do wonder, like, are we going to be able to use, like, our cool space defenses that, you know, possibly a Space Force will help, you know, build out there? We already know they're building stations. and oh, yeah. Like we all discussed um china and russia are claiming planets so it only makes sense that maybe we need a defense to start blasting these asteroids they may come down and crush us right i'm paying close attention <laughs> for our space force to start wearing stormtrooper outfits so that i can look at it and be like i fucking knew it <laughs> i fucking knew it. we got the stormtroopers out there protecting us you know for the big bads Excuse me, I was drinking some water. Yeah, um, but whether it's big bats, you know, I still think like like we did. I I believe the first episode was you know we still need our space force. You know, I think so. I think now is the time. I feel like you know JFK did the moon race. You know, I think you know we start the space race. You know, I think go back out there. That was when technology boomed the most. I mean, we all know. What was it? The cell phone now is more powerful than the computer. Than the computer that, was, that put us on the moon, yeah. That's wild. That's wild, right? So you would think with a technology that powerful nowadays, we would be able to start to progress a new race and maybe help our technology. We get need there. to get up in space. We need to have our space force keeping an eye out for aliens talking shit. And then we need to they did find a radio wave at uh, one point. Um, maybe next time I can read more into that. But they did say they received a radio wave. I didn't read into it because it sounded crazy to me. But I'm like, what? Look, if you really want to find aliens, we need to send a couple rednecks up in space. <laughs> and you can hear, uh, this is an SOS. You goddamn right it's an SOS. <laughs> hey, man. Um, you're listening. <laughs> if you're listening, please, make contact. Stay away. <laughs> They're crazy down here. They're bringing yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Have you heard of a barbecue? But um, anyway, I think that's all our segments that we've made today. Um, we hope you've enjoyed it. You know, I've definitely enjoyed it. Uh, finding the perfect balance between news, parody, and, you know, possibilities. I think um, it's making WTF its own brand. And I hope you all do enjoy that brand. Um, Stay tuned. We are going to be doing a food review uh, coming up either in the next episode or the one after that. So look for us to come to a few local spots. Like I mentioned on our last podcast, if you had any topics that you guys could think of that you wanted us to talk about or news stories, that also goes for the food reviews. If you know a place that you've been going to that is your nice little hole in the wall, uh, let us know. We'd be eager to try it, eager to test it out. Uh, we're all from Spring Tomball area, so we've hit a lot of these places growing up. 
but there's a lot of trucks that are popping up. There's a lot of different stores that have closed down due to COVID and, and opening up. So please be as active as possible on our social media. You can reach me on mine at Chuck Pyland. You can reach the faithful idiot on his. Yeah, Broderick Lacey Hudson. Um, I made it easy for y'all. You just type in Lacey Hudson, you'll find me. But um, Lacey Hudson LLC Instagram as well will work. Awesome. Great to hear from you guys. Looking forward to talking to some of the fans. Anybody, again, that has anything, let us know. And uh, thanks for coming on this rocket ship for the fourth episode of Well, That's Funny, a.k.a. the WTF Podcast.